Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Wednesday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and MacLane podcast, presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlick and MacLane. And it's been a big week here on the pod, Mac. We talked to Miami on Monday, and now it's time to talk about the Pitt Panthers. And Mac, before we talk about our guest, we were just talking before we got our guest on, and you were like, "Yeah, man, I mean, Pitt went three and nine, and I went, Pitt went three and nine. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know why in my mind." I wasn't thinking, like, I obviously I knew that, but to think Pittsburgh went three and nine is really baffling to me, Matt. Yeah, same. Uh, and, and it just kept happening. It just kept losing. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's how you each go three and every and week nine. almost. And I was like, wow, okay, here we are. Uh, the, the craziest thing to me, though, was that Wake Forest game. I thought mm. that that was a grand slam, automatic, bet the house. I mean, I lost people's mortgages on that. I'm sorry. Uh, and, and they, I hope not. I mean, that was crazy. That was a crazy, crazy game, crazy season. And, uh, you know, we, we had to talk to my guy, Jordan York, uh, to help us break this down. Jordan is a contributor uh, to Bleacher Report. He's on the Sick Pod Steelers uh, and also the Yinzer Crazy Show. So this guy is Pittsburgh through and <laughs> He's through. He's a Yinzer. I, I, I love this conversation. It was super fun. Very passionate guy about Pittsburgh. So we had to talk to him, chop it up. But I'm right there with you, KG. It was crazy. And I still... Like, I, I just think about a couple of years ago. They just won a championship. What are you talking about? Yes. They didn't win three games. Uh, so he helps us break it all down. Um, real quick, before we get to Jordan, here's a message from our friends over at Ingles, and then we'll have the interview. Did you know Ingles only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. All right, guys. We've got Jordan York. Man, appreciate you joining us, my man, because we've got to talk about these Pitt Panthers. And, and listen, you and I have been connected for, it feels like a long time now. Uh, and, yeah, and a couple of I was years. waiting for the dinner invite. <laughs> that, oh, hey, you down here or up there? Which one? You know, which one Which well, one can I, you make? i got to come down there whenever. <laughs> the, the, it, it goes both ways. That's right. So whenever, if you ever come up to Pittsburgh, I know Clemson, I don't know if that's a home or away game this year, but uh, definitely, definitely. We'll make it happen. happen. We'll make it happen. You know, it's funny enough, you know, EJ uh, spent a little time in Pittsburgh, so he knows like all the spots all the food spots, I guess, when he was in the NFL, yeah. you know, would, would would make stops in Pittsburgh. And, man, we had the greatest dinner. And I'm sad I can't remember just off the top of my head. You're going to say Permanis? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's that's no, 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 no. I mean, that's like the, that's like the cliche right. answer no. to go to. But, I mean, it, 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 uh, I, I love Permanis. I mean, it's a great late-night yeah. snack, but I feel like that's the one. So, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it was a spot, maybe like a wing spot or no, something. No, it was, it was actually like an Italian joint. I think, is there like an oh, art wow. district kind of near the stadium? Yeah, the cultural district. Yeah, the cultural yes. district. It was something mm, yes. right in there. Like pretty yeah, intimate, right downtown. smaller, but yeah. cool vibes. I'm not, I'm not sure that. Yeah, yeah. it was good. I'm going to find it. I'll text it Sounds to you. It was good. super good. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, good. what was not good was our Pitt Panthers. And listen, it hurts me because I am I love Pitt. And I love EJ. I love Coach yeah. Narduzzi. I love all of them. Uh, but three and yeah. nine. I mean, I, I did not see that 
coming. You know, I gave them totally the benefit of the doubt. What the heck, man? Fill us in. What happened? Yeah, so, you know, the expectations obviously going into any college football season, you know, are high when you start 0-0, despite what happened the season before. Um, You know, we got the hometown kid, Phil Dracovic. He came. Um, Everyone was hype. I was hype myself. Um, You know, played played decent at Boston College. Definitely showed some spurts. I know he bounced around um, trying to find his place. But, uh, man, he just came in and fell flat on his face. Um, And I think that Narduzzi, I love him to death. Sorry, Pat, if I say this. But, uh, you know, I just think that they kind of just sat on it and it kind of just wasted the whole season. And, And that's just being brutally honest. Like, there's really no other way around that. And I'm sure that they feel that way. Um, it's kind of like Pitt is like kind of like the Steelers right now with the quarterback position. You need a good quarterback in college football. It's the foundation of your football team. Obviously, the guys up front win the game, but they just came in and then you have three different quarterbacks. You are now going into this. It's just it's just it's a mess. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I was trying to be nice, but uh, it hurts after, you know, an ACC championship and, uh, you know, a few years ago. And then and now we're uh, three and three and nine. And. I think I was telling you off air, they're picked 14th yeah. <laughs> uh, this year. Um, you know, Randy Bates, uh, defensive coordinator, love him. Um, love what those guys do. I know Dayon Haynes, Ellie and Donald, um, <clears throat> Aaron Donald's brother up, up front. Uh, th- these guys, they, they have good on that side of ball, but the offense really um, just just didn't, didn't click. It, I think the offense was kind of the more shocking side because I think the defense at times – was fine. And I know Charlie Partridge moving on. That's, that's a big concern yeah. and we can get mm, the great guy. Yeah. yeah. That's my dog, man. I was so sad. Yeah, when he, I saw that. And he, he, he deserves the opportunity. Sure, no though. question. That's what's, I, you hate to see guys go, but when you see him go to the NFL, it's like good, good on you. Well, Jordan, let's, let's go big picture there for a second because you lose a guy like that. And then you think about uh, Boston college, losing Jeff Halfley to the NFL, getting Bill O'Brien, um, a guy who was just in the NFL. And of course at Alabama and all that, but do you think, and you now are very involved with the Steelers, do you think that college football has a problem there with guys who maybe just are tired of the NIL, tired of the constant recruiting and, and don't want to deal with that anymore? Yeah, I think the whole dynamic of college football change. I think, you know, I am a guy for the NIL. You know, they're making millions of dollars, these universities. Um, I think it's great for the kids um, to really do this. But you got, you know, you got guys like Jordan Addison who yeah. left Pitt, went to USC, he's making $2 million. I mean, he's make he's like on a rookie contract and being the man at, at college. I mean, hey, I, I would, you know, you can't really blame, you know, someone that young and he's doing great things uh, for the Vikings, had a great rookie season. You, you see it all the time. And I think that, you know, <clears throat> I know me, my characteristics as a person, Like I'm like, uh, you know, family, like, and that's what football is built on. I mean, Eric knows, you know, you know, um, and I feel like that college football lost that a little bit because it's kind of like me and these coaches don't want to stick around because they're like, I don't want to, I don't know what it's going to be like, you know, three, four, five, 10 years from now. And they're like, Hey, I'm going to try and get to the next level. I mean, really it's baffling to me. I didn't think that it would change this fast. But it changed and it changed fast. And I think that everyone's kind of like scurrying, like, do I want to adjust or do I just not want to deal with this? Because there's so much more. Now it's playing football, you know, social medias. No one wants to talk about it, but it's like we're at the mecca of of everything. Social media is great because you could you could look and, you know, used to have to like meet with these guys. Now you can just, hey, send me the email with a and and it's a totally different game. Um, 
I don't know, man. It's, it's, I covered Pitt like when I'm not old, I'm in my thirties, but you know, this was four or five years ago. And even since then, so much has changed. Seriously. So it's a, it's a totally different landscape and it's, it's good and bad. It is good and bad. And and I think the interesting thing too, like kind of hearing, uh, you know, some of these coaches and, and how, you know, they're they're Mm -hmm. different case by case. It is what it is. Different guys, you know, complain about different things. And it's like, look, these coaches would leave in the middle of the night. These guys had the ability to do now what the players can do. And it's like, whoa, hey, no, no, no. We can't do that. We can't do that. So it is fascinating. Um, But it's just, it's totally a different world. It's totally a different world. One thing I actually do want to go back to, Jordan, because I thought it was fascinating Mm. the way that you said it in the quarterback position specifically, Mm. NFL and college. Uh, This applies to both. Why? Will we not just take a guy out for a series, say, hey, just sit down, figure it out. You got to breathe. Go sit, get another yeah. guy in. Okay, now you're ready to go. Why can't you do that? It's like the most – it's the position that takes uh, the most mentally, and yet we look I at know. them like they're so soft and fragile that they cannot be touched. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy to me. I think as we know, football is a game of momentum, and the second trait is confidence and confidence in a quarterback is everything because he's the leader of your team but at the same time you're right it's like hey like if you're having a bad day at work and your boss sees you and he's like you know what eric and jordan go in the corner go here here here's five dollars go get it well that's not gonna get you a cup of coffee nowadays, <laughs> but, uh, here here's here's five dollars go get some coffee um you know come back in 15 minutes and then you know just i could tell i could see it on your face and and you do that with quarterbacks now and you, you, you kind of just, you know, the, the ego, you put it aside, you know, they all want to want to cheer on your team. But like deep down, if you see a guy come in there, look at what's ha- happening with the Steelers right now. Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, uh, just a whole bunch of drama there. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it, it is. I, I totally agree. And in Pitt's quarterback situation now, like so now what I'm hearing a lot of reports are Nate yeah. Yarnell. Who, who showed, you know, again, spurts of, but uh, Christian uh, Vayer, um, that game versus Louisville, man, he, I can, he had ice in his yeah. veins. He came out and I was like, this is the guy. And then kind of came back down to reality a little bit. And then you get Eli Holstein from Alabama. Um, I think that he has a real shot to be, you know, your QB one, but it's like, you won't know until the spring game, you know, you won't know until they really, you know, start breaking down. But it's like crazy because the transfer portal, it's so great, but at the same time, it's like a double-edged sword because you don't know. It could be – you've seen what happened with Dracovic, okay? Now, is that going to happen with Eli Holstein? He's coming from Alabama. Why did he leave Alabama? Like, you don't know the whole backstory. Like, I need to know. Like, that's what – they should make a job in NCA for someone to, like, find, like – what didn't click right, right. Here? All the red this, flags this, of this, this quarterback's prospect. transferring. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they need, like, an a NCA investigator. I'm – Maybe they do have one and we don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's um, like Pitt's offense, uh, Bob Means, Kenny Johnson, um, Gavin Bartholomew, a great yeah, guy who I know. Um, yeah, dude, he's like another Lucas Cruel who's in the NFL now. Shout out, Lucas. Uh, that's another thing about Pitt as well is, you know, they might not have as, as, as much as success like, you know, bull games and, and getting, you know, being ranked. But I will say that they produce NFL talent. Like if you look around, um, that is one thing that, you know, that I really know that they're prideful about and uh, really pay homage to. Um, like every Sunday, they always like Pitt always posts and it's it's crazy. Jordan Whitehead. I mean, everyone thinks of like Aaron Donald, Kenny Pickett. Like there's a lot of guys. Damar Hamlin. I mean, these guys are like innovators in the game. So it's it's all uh, 
great stuff. Yeah, no, that's true. And that's what worries me a little bit for Pitt moving forward. And I, I want your thoughts on this, Jordan, because mm-hmm. you're you're plugged in. It's yeah. been a developmental program, right? You bring in a guy like Kalaja Kansi, who was underrated out of Miami. You develop him into a first-round pick. We were talking to um, another person about Boston College and about their NIL. And I think, you know, similar, somewhat similar situations for Pitt and BC. What is your read on NIL at Pitt? Like, is, is there money to spend? You know, that kind of thing. Because for Pitt to keep a guy like Jordan Addison, like if you could have kept him, it would have been yes. a, a game changer. Yeah. So, okay, and to all my Pitt faithfuls, we're going to see this because I know I'm going to post it in the group. There's like 10,000 people, <laughs> Pitt fanatics. Shout out to you guys. Um, I love Pitt, but we have to be honest. I think I looked at the recruiting. It was 50th overall. You, you got, you know, you got five, a couple five-star guys, but you got, you got Penn State. You have West Virginia, you know, that are close, and, you know, Florida and all, you know, all the big schools are going to grab up those. But, I mean, I, I literally just looked on this before the podcast. Um, but I, I just, I really, I, I'm, I'm just at a loss for words at this point. I really am. I wish I could tell you the NIL. So they do have a program here that that I see them post all the time. And but it's not like you know we're talking like probably the biggest sponsor is like twenty thousand dollars. And you know you're looking at like a school like Florida, Clemson. I'm sure it's like two hundred thousand dollars. Um, so I don't want to say like Pitt's like little brother to Penn State, West Virginia. But um, as far as like the support, I mean, you see the stadium, they want it tarped off. The only big games when Penn State, Notre Dame, Clemson comes, I, you know, they, they get a good crowd. But it's like the Clemson guys, I'm sure, Eric, um, well, you're probably in the press box, but I'm sure your friends, they're buying season tickets because it's like two hundred dollars. <laughs> it's cheaper Come than a, for a single game ticket. You know what I mean? So um but it's the NIL is good. They do have a strong Pitt has a strong support system. It's just unfortunately not as big as some of these schools for them to be competitive. So that's why they always fall like kind of in the middle, sure. you know, and, 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 and kids see that, you know, especially now where they're they're going in and saying, look, I have skill on the football field and I know that, it, you know, I can make some dollars now. It's it's again, it changed the whole dynamic of everything. But yeah, Pitt does have a good support system. It's just not as big as, you know, some of your bigger sure. colleges. And that's well, just being, and it kills me. To well, say that's that. where the transfer portal can come in and be very beneficial. And I think too, Jordan, like we may be living a little bit in the prism of last year, three and nine, but Pitt won the ACC just two years ago. And I think we've yeah. got to yeah. remember that. And it's someone like Kenny Pickett who you develop. And I, I'm just hoping that those guys like Kenny Pickett will stay at a place like Pitt that developed them versus getting yeah. developed for three years and then going somewhere else and right. taking, taking some cash. That, that's what I hope for the sport, but you just you never, never know. know. Yeah. That's the, that's the risk right. you take. Like you can plan and, and someone can look you dead in the face. I mean, I'm sure some of these coaches, uh, Taquan Underwood, another sure. one, a, a, a great coach. I loved him, but of course he's going to get an NFL opportunity. I think Brendan Marion was the wide receivers coach sure. as well there. Like it was, and he, he went, yeah, he, he moved up in the ranks as well. So um, it, it's just, you just never know. And it's like, you could say like, my heart's in this, but if someone comes with you with a blank check and say, Hey, you're going to come play football here next year. You know, that that's just, that's just being, you know, honest and blunt yeah. about it. And it's tough. I, I mean, it's just, again, it goes back to that new world uh, that we're in. Yeah. Uh, Pitt, Pittsburgh's going to transfer into this new world too, because they hired a guy in Caden Bell. Uh, Cade Bell, excuse me, as their offensive yes. coordinator. And I, I want to pick your brain on this because, you know, you, you talk about Coach Narduzzi 
and uh, the relationship that you have with him, covering him for those you know four or five years. He's a defensive guy, right? Like he he loves yeah. defense. He doesn't want that defense put in any type of jeopardy. Well, now you're bringing in a cat who's going to go That's at breakneck speed. He's going to try to score a bunch of points, and at times, if you don't do that the right way, some three and outs, some at disadvantageous yeah. positions, you know, can be had for your defense. What do you think about that? And and will he will he be cool with it? Will he, is he going to let that guy kind of do his thing? Yeah, so here's the thing I talked to before you came on. I was talking to Kelly off air, and this is what I said. So the Cade Bell hiring Western Carolina, I believe it was, and then they just announced today that J.J. Lester is the new wide receivers coach who was on his staff. I think he was the wide receiver coach there, offense assistant, whatever it was. But anyways, um, I I think that this is one of those things where there's no middle ground. Mm. It's This is either going to be great because you got these – he's 30 years old. I mean, that's he's, that makes me feel old. I just turned 34 like three days ago. <laughs> Happy so, birthday, um, bro. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, so, um, but I just think that it's one of those things where you, you get these smaller guy schools in. I mean, he from looking at his stats, I mean, he led every statistic category there. Um, so I think you just let him. I think a fresh face, a new energy, mm-hmm. I think that that's what he bring. When he did his thing, that's that's the first thing I noticed is his energy, and I think that's kind of what Pitt needs. Um, I think that that's what not to always allude because I cover the Steelers as well. Um, not to like, but it, it, Pitt and them are, are similar in a sense that they're kind of just been stuck in their ways. Are you going to continue to just you know plateau and be where you're at, or are you going to be like, hey, we got to take a risk, we got to shake things up that we normally might not mm-hmm. do, which is go and get a young a young you know offensive coordinator, you know, let him bring his guys in, build around him. Narduzzi's like, okay, you know, Randy Bates, he got it handled. The defense, I mean. Um, these uh, Rashad Battle was another one uh, name that comes to my mind too. Great, um, Pitt, Pitt cranks them out, man. Um, they're, they're always competitive um, on the defensive side of the ball, and I think that Narduzzi—that's something it, it just getting it done. But we'll see. I mean, it, this is—it's early. Spring yeah. ball isn't here yet. I don't want to be like one of those guys predicting, you know, the that Pitt's going to go to the college playoff or something next year, but. Hey, I mean, it, it, their expectations aren't aren't high after a three and nine season. So it's either going to be fall flat on the face, or it's going to be the best thing, and they're going to be like it's going to create more opportunities for guys from smaller schools to step in that young. No, I like what you're saying there, Jordan. That are take a risk, and and because Pitt has won for so many years with toughness, with defense, um, and then when they were really elite was elite quarterback play with Kenny Pickett, but playing a little faster, changing things up. It could be very beneficial. And when you look at 2024, and I know it's early, we're not asking you to predict anything crazy. It's February 19th uh, for crying out loud. But when I look at this schedule, I think it's a relatively tough schedule. Having West Virginia, first of all, Cincinnati early on at Cincinnati, West Virginia, you have UNC on there, you have Clemson, you have Louisville. Um, Talk to me about SMU. SMU. We we just talked to an SMU guy. We play Stanford. (laughs) Uh no, no, no Stanford, Stanford on here. You got Cal though. You got Cal at home. So Cal has okay, to yeah, travel see the that. country right, cool. to come. You know, a, a classic wow. ACC matchup. Do you guys do you guys like that for the ACC? What are, what are your thoughts? <laughs> on we that? have been told that we like it, Jordan. So we like it. <laughs> yeah, we okay, like it. There you have it. Demographically, I was trying to like figure out like how that makes it sense. It doesn't but then I make look a lot of sense. It doesn't. Let okay, me just I, hit I you thought with this. it was just Jay, me. Let me hit you with this. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Kelly doesn't even know this yet. I'm saving this oh. for when we do an episode, but I'm going to leak it right here. The farthest distance traveled for games yeah. is Cal. They have to travel over 20 
thousand miles. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. That's number one. The dead last is Clemson, who has to travel twenty five hundred miles. I mean, it is nuts. It is nuts the difference that those teams out west. Yeah, they didn't really think that. Number one, Cal. Number two, but they didn't. Mac, I will add because we talked a little bit uh, to Narduzzi about this when we were when it was a possibility when it hadn't happened yet, and he said, "Look, for us, it's okay." It's sure. really going to be an issue for Cal and Stanford because yes. of their travel. When you look at Pitt's schedule, their toughest or farthest road game is SMU yeah. this year. They got to go to Dallas, and that's not yeah. bad. Right. And then everything else is pretty much what they have done. So it's going to be interesting to see how it affects Cal and Stanford and their recruiting and all that. But yeah. Jordan, I feel like you have a really good take on this. West Virginia at home, oh come September fourteenth. Come on, that game at West Virginia last year. Um, frankly, and yeah. this is a Southern saying for you, Jordan. It was ugly as sin. Okay, it was hideous. <laughs> yeah. That game was hideous. Oh, I know. And Pitt had every chance. You should usually throw records out That's of true. the window for, for rivalry games. Well, even though that Penn State, you know, sure. smacked. I hate to say that. We don't too, need to talk about yeah, Penn State. Hey, hey, Jordan, how do you but, translate yeah. ugliest sin to, to uh, Yenzer talk? Yeah. Yenz, that's about as good as I can get. Yenz, it got, yeah, got ugly. ugly um, I wish. Yeah, I don't know if they have a specific term for that. Um, it's more of that, like, it's funny because, like, I know when I, I was telling Kelly, I go down to Charlotte a lot, and they're like, oh, you're a Yankee. I said, I'm I'm not in New York, but that's what they that's think. Right. That's why every time I'm down there, I'll tell you, everyone is 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 very kind. Good, good, good. We like the, we like yeah, the Yankee means anybody, anybody north of us. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just never heard that before. And I was like, what is that? Like, I was like, and I was like, oh, okay. It's all <laughs> well, Jordan, can you just tell me how you feel about West Virginia in general? I would just love to hear that. I think that, you Not know, the state, just the school. A, <laughs> well, so my wife actually worked in West Virginia and she will tell you that she is not a fan at all. Okay, she good. used to have to drive there. She worked for a news um, thing out there like a news station for a little bit so she she will tell you that she hates West Virginia as a Pitt fan I will tell you that I hate West Virginia um there's beautiful mountains Mm -hmm. and and water but the football team is what it is it's you know we we had their number in the past that we had the 13-9 Pat Boston a lot of a lot of memories we always like to rub that in their face um I know Pat uh personally shout out to Pat um had to get that in there I know he'll appreciate that um, so yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I think that, like I said, you can throw records out of the window. I'm not, I know they always have a lot of like the game day shows on here. Cause we're so close and there's a lot of West Virginia, you know, people walking around with the raccoon hats here, or whatever, <laughs> if, if that style. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't think that they'll be that good this year. <laughs> and I think that, I think that Pitt, if there is one game, if Pitt could go three and nine again, I think that that's a game that Pitt they want wins that. just because of what happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they want to yeah. get it done. They want to get it done. Well, Jordan, this has been a lot of fun. Before we get you out, last question for you. Yeah. How does Pitt turn it around? What, what do you need to see? Maybe the top two or three things. Hey, if they do this, you feel better about how they finish yeah. 24. So you have Rodney Hammond Jr. I think uh, you build around him. In the running game, you got to figure out who the quarterback mm-hmm. is. I think that Eli Holstein is going to come in there from everything that I've been reading up on him. They, they're getting a lot of high praise, but I also think after, you know, last year, Christian uh, Bayer, he, he really came in and said, Hey, like I'm, I'm here as well too. I'm transferred from, and Nate Yarnell has been there. 
Um, but they, they got to get that figured out just like the Steelers do. There's a thing going on in Pittsburgh. I don't know if it's, it's like in the water, man. Something's or, in the water. Or what it is, it's in the Allegheny. The three rivers over in Pittsburgh is they need to figure out, you know, what's going on at quarterback um, for the professional team and, and the college team. Um, I think that Pitt can turn it around. I don't see it as, you know, I don't, it's too early to really give it, but I would say at least a three or four game improvement. Yeah. I would hope. Yeah. If I was like a Batman, I would say maybe a three-game improvement, maybe like right under like, you know, bull eligibility. I think that this season you really kind of got to figure out, you know, where these new guys, you know, new offensive coordinator, get your offense figured out, um, have a good, you know, recruiting class again, and uh, just continue to go. I, I don't think that the expectations are high, but I'll say this for Pat Narduzzi, what is the ceiling after the ACC championship? Sure. Um, you know, they won the Sun Bowl, UCLA, Nick Patty, that, that was great. Um, but you know, and, and what are bowl games? You know anymore? You know when they oh, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, they could sit, and, and and that sickens me because I they were it's the most wonderful time in the year to sit down on my couch and and just and, and what are your plan? I'm watching the Alamo Bowl, the Michelin.com. It doesn't matter. There's there's college football on. Like I could it could be you know Boise State bring out their blue turf like that. That's what that's what I love about college football. It's it's always on because you have the West Coast game. So from the time I wake up till the time I go to bed, like my plans are set and. It, there's no better time than bull games. I agree with you. But uh, yeah, I just want Pitt to really be competitive and show promise. I don't, if, if I'll leave it on this uh, and thank you guys for having me as well. It was fun to, you know, rekindle the, the Pitt magic again. <laughs> Hopefully they can do the same, but uh, I think that them not regressing um, would be the biggest thing. Trying to find, you know, the direction you're going. We're not asking you to win the ACC. We're just asking you to kind of be the middle of the pack and, you know, find who your guys are, who you can build around moving yeah. forward. Um, it's easier said than done. The ACC's tough. Um, so yeah. we'll see. We added three more teams for you, so maybe it's easier to yeah. get to the middle. It's easier to, you know, so yeah. more people can fall behind you. Uh, Jordan, this was awesome. Holy Thank you for God. your time, brother. Really appreciate it. I hope everybody's babies. Stayed asleep. She's asleep. Uh, and, and thank you so much. No, keep. I love everything you guys are doing. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Jordan York for joining us. And I loved that we did this uh, about 730 at night. So we had all three of us had just put our kids to sleep yeah. and we were all just watching the monitors, praying that they weren't going to wake up and they didn't. And so we were able to record this podcast. But Mac, I think as we look ahead for Pittsburgh to 2024, as I mentioned when we were talking with Jordan, I think the schedule is is pretty tough. It's not yeah. – who are the schedules that I love? Syracuse and North Carolina schedules were yeah, very, you, very – you love those. Those nice. are undefeated teams, two undefeated teams. Yeah, very manageable. But with this schedule, first of all, you have Cincinnati and West Virginia very early on. You draw UNC, you draw Clemson, you draw Louisville, go into SMU, but you don't have to go to California, which I think is a – positive for Pittsburgh, but got to bounce back. You've got to prove that you're still that tough, hard-nosed program that can win games in the trenches. And Mac, I just want to get your thoughts really quickly on Charlie Partridge moving on. I I know that's your guy. You've had good conversations with him when you're up there. He's been a staple for Pittsburgh. I, I don't love that for Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was brutal because I truly thought that he was one of the best in the country at what he did and, and kind of thought there was some momentum building. Okay. He's going to start getting you know, some four stars, some transfer guys, look out, you know, who knows what this guy's going to be able to develop in the men and the players and things of that nature. But 
It's just kind of an indicator of where we are, KG, and, and college football. We've got to do it, something. Man. We got to do something. You know, no. at the end of the day, and, and I think the biggest thing that everybody wants is just to play by the same rules and right. for there to be accountability. Like that. That's that's all we're asking for. It doesn't seem like crazy to me. Some sort uh, of regulation on this craziness that we're dealing. Yeah, with. Yeah, and, and either it is a regulation or it's no regulations. Like it's just one or the other. You know, we we just need to pick and not all just have different things per school per you know, state and how they're being operated because it's just, it's just not fair. There, there's different advantages right. for different people and it's, it's unfortunate. So we're going to start losing these quality coaches and, you know, at Ooh. the end of the day, college football will be fine. Uh, you know, there, there's other people that are biting at the bit to get here uh, to get to this thing. And I'm sure they will be great coaches, but we're going to lose some greats along the way, I think. And uh, we've already kind of seen that. So especially in the, the ACC here, um, it's going to be interesting to see where it that goes. That was one I was really bummed to see. Because I thought, uh, me too. Yeah, he's great. And we talk about this with Jordan. Like one of the pillars of Pitt is developing players. Yes. And especially those D linemen, Kalaja Kansi, who we had on our show, who's you know was a great interview, but also was a guy who wasn't that highly recruited and was developed into a first round pick. And so I, I just hope Pitt can still do that because, as Jordan was talking about, I mean, this is not a program that's going to bring in five stars, but the portal does help you. You can go get some guys who sure. maybe were higher rated, but then didn't work out where they were. But the developmental piece is one of the best parts of college sports and college yes. football. And I hope we're not losing that. That's just my little soapbox for the day. I agree. <laughs> and uh, it, it will be interesting, especially as we move on and, and change and who knows what, you know, realignment from across the board is about to look like. What are you trying to say, uh, Matt? And, and yeah, inside info? Anyway, we'll see. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Just look oh, at Twitter. Oh, oh. You'll see it there. You'll see it there. Or X. Is it X or Twitter? Who knows? If you type in Twitter, it will take you to X. I still I think it's Twitter. What. That's what I call it. But, you know, I'm an it's old lady. Twitter. It's Twitter. A, a shout out to uh, Hasselback. Where I'm from, it's called Twitter. Twitter. Right? So that's that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. Anyway, uh, what I was trying to say, what's going to be interesting next week, is we are going into uncharted territory, guys. Okay, first, we're packing the bags. We're going to KG's home country <laughs> uh, or home state, however you look at it, in Texas uh, to hang out with uh, SMU and the boys. So excited for that on Monday and then Wednesday. We're going to California, baby, with the Eagles. Wow. Let's go. We have going a busy out week, Mac. We're t- we have a busy week. I hope that Jacob and Amelia are good with road trips because we're going. <laughs> we're going. We're making it happen uh, with Cal and Stanford. So stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys coming on this journey with us. And uh, we continue to need your support. Go over to YouTube. Subscribe. Leave some comments. Always love seeing those. Look at that Miami episode. People are excited. They're jacked up. They're getting going with it. Uh, and, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe there, review, rate, all those different things. We greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you all.